This episode will be looking at Google Drive versus Google Docs. What is the main difference? Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alburn and my focus is to help 1,000 creative female entrepreneurs over the next 10 years become more visible using simplified and fun marketing programs so that they can scale their business quickly, donate 1% of their time, profit and resources to help reduce women illiteracy around the world. Are you looking for a Google Drive versus Google Docs comparison? Do you need help to get your head around the two? It is possible that you have used this platform on or off over the last few years. You constantly hear people refer to them frequently, but it seems like they are talking a foreign language. In fact, you wouldn't mind getting to learn more about both tools at all. The challenge you face is finding a resource that will explain it in both or simple terms for you. Let me know if this list of questions will help. What is Google Drive and why do you need it? Exactly what is Google Docs all about and when does it make sense to use it? How to set up an account for both platforms? What do you need to get started? When should you consider using either of these solutions for your business? In this episode, you'll learn everything you need to know about Google Drive and Docs, as well as a few additional tips and tricks to stay productive. The history of Google Drive and Docs. One of the best ways to start when it comes to understanding these two platforms is by looking at how it all began. Google Drive was announced or even launched a few years ago back in 2012. It was an effort to help users of Google to store files and as a synchronization service. Synchronization meaning being able to have everything in one place um, and you know one piece of device or, the, or equipment or tool or software talking with another service. Six years later in 2018, Google Drive recorded an astounding, astounding 1 billion active users. In case you're wondering why so many people are using this service, I'll go into more details a little later on in this episode. Google Docs was first released back in 2006 as an online word processor. A word processor meaning something that you use to probably create a word document or just a document. It could be just an article or an, uh, a post or anything like that. Other document types included on this platform include Google Sheets, Slides, Forms, sites, drawing, and even one called Keep, which is essentially a notes solution. Solution for taking notes or even writing a to-do list. Interestingly, Google Docs is the result of a journey involving a series of acquisitions. These acquisitions included Upstartle in 2006, Dogverse in 2010, and Quick Office in 2012. As you can see or hear, these platforms came from a series of innovations to become what they are or known as today. So what is Google Drive and Google Docs? Now that you know a little bit about the background of these two platforms, let's look at why or what they do for you or what they can do for you. Depending on your situation at home or your background, it would be best to use an analogy to explain Google Drive. If you use computers back in 70s, 80s, or 90s, or even a Walkman, for example, then you'll be familiar with a floppy disk, a thumb drive, a cassette, a DVD player, or VHS recorder that you use to store information. Google Drive is just an online version of floppy disks, cassettes, um, 
I suppose, Walkman's anything with a hard drive, basically. However, it is it has a lot more storage that's available. So a typical storage for a floppy disk. Oh, okay, let's not go back all the way back to floppy disk. Let's take a let's go with a USB drive. A USB drive would probably be 128 megabytes or 256 megabytes, whereas Google Drive has 15 gigs. So to put it in perspective, the standard um, USB drive would have 256 megs. Google Drive, well, with five of those would be one gig. Google Drive is 15 times one gig. So basically, Google Drive is 15 times 15, which is 75 times more space than a USB drive, a standard USB drive that's, a, that's 128 or even 256 megabytes in size. Um, you do have the option to increase, increase the size from 15 gigs to much, much higher, but it comes with a monthly payment plan. It can be used to store anything and everything, like photos, documents, files, attachments, you name it. You can store your resume, a CS, a CV, any kind of document, flyer, anything that's online on your Google Drive. On the other hand, Google Docs can be sent or as a way or seen as a way to create different kinds of documents. So while Google Drive stores the documents, Google Docs is the one that helps you create the documents from scratch or from a template if you prefer. During the 70s, 80s, and 90s, many people were used to software like Microsoft Word, WordPerfect, PowerPoint, Publisher, and Excel. So you can think of Google Docs as an online version of these software applications, but with a lot of differences, plus it comes for free. You can access that for free. Improved productivity. So one of the reasons why Google Drive and Google Docs have become a lot more popular is because apart from the fact that they are free, it helps people to stay productive. In order to help you see the difference, let's look at a practical example. Let's go back to 1995 again, back to the future, as they say. You are at work and you are working on a document and you would like to feedback from your team. The normal thing to do back then is that you save it to a drive, an external drive, some kind of a floppy disk somewhere, or you send it by email to um, other people in your team who are collaborating on it. Each person in the team then receives a copy via their email on their computer, which evidently takes up storage space. Everyone then prints it out in a sort of a hard copy format, and you guys all have a meeting about this document. And after four weeks of meetings and discussions, you then come up with the idea of a final document and it's all ready to go. Fast forward to today, this year, you're working in a similar document and you invite everyone to come into the document online and they collaborate on it. Leave their feedback and their pointers and because Google Docs allow you to invite people to actually access it, view and comment on it. And each person will leave a comment on the section that they're responsible for in real time, all of this happening in real time. And after 24 to 48 hours, the document is ready to go. Wow. That's four weeks off the normal time it would have taken back in 1995. So how to use Google Drive? Now it's your turn to get started. I don't know where you are right now listening to this particular podcast episode, but you can head over to successunscrambled.com forward slash EP197 to get access to the show notes 
So you'll know, you'll see the step-by-step instructions as to how you can get started with Google Drive as well. So you'll need either a Gmail address or a free Google account using a business email or an existing email address in order to create an account. So step one, create an account, head over to drive.google.com and create an account or log into your existing account. Remember, I have screenshots on the show notes showing you exactly how to do this. If you don't have an account, then click on create account. You may need to go through a verification process via a mobile device to complete the setup of your actual Google account. Depending on what mood they're in, they actually, or if they they suspect any kind of um, foul play or any kind of, um, I suppose, um, suspicious activity, they might get you to verify your account. Otherwise, it might be a simple um, affair. I really like the fact that Google gives you the option to create an account to manage your business. If it is you don't want a Gmail account and you want to use your own business email account, or maybe you have an, an account from elsewhere, an email account from elsewhere, you can actually use that uh, email address to set up your Google account. So you don't necessarily have to have an actual Gmail address to get access to this. Step two, you log into your Google Drive. And after you log in, you'll see a screen that looks like the one that I've included in the show notes. You will see that there's a menu on the left-hand side allowing you to see many options. You'll have 15 gigs uh, of storage as standard. You might see a few gigs missing because obviously some of the, the storage spaces used to pick up you know, the actual um, setup of your version of Google Drive. Of course, there'll be option to buy more storage as well if you need it. Decide what you would like to store on Google Drive. After deciding what you would like to upload here, create folders to keep everything organized. So step three, we're going to make folders. So create folders by clicking on the new button on the top left. You'll see the option to create folders, upload folders and profiles, as well as docs. We'll look at Google Docs shortly. So just click on folder and give your folder a memorable name. And repeat this process until you've got you've created all the folders that you need. So in this particular one, I think I've created five different folders. And you can see this in the show notes. Head over to successunscramble.com forward slash EP197 to get access to it. To make Google Drive more exciting, be sure to add colors to the folders that you made. These colors can match your branding or maybe they might represent something that's in those folders. There isn't an option to add custom colors to your folders. They give you, I think, a list of 12 colors that you can choose from. So you can't really, you know, get anything out of those 12 unless you go up to the um, business version of of Google Drive, which is G Suite. In order to change the colors, you just right-click on each of the folders and you'll see a menu that looks like the one I've included in the show notes. And you'll see the option there called Change Color. Click on that and you'll be able to then choose a color from the options available. If you would like to share your folder with someone else, you can do this using the same menu. You'll see the option to share right there on that menu, the second one down on the list. Step five, you upload a document to your to your or file to your folders. So you now you've created four or five or maybe even 10 folders. It's time to add stuff into there bearing in mind you only have 15 gigs and you may not want to uh to fill up the drive with um a lot of stuff you might want to just probably fill up it up to probably four or five gigs of you know stuff from external documents and then leave the remaining remaining space to store the stuff that you're going to create so now that you've created a space to store all of your documents upload let's upload one file to see how it works click on one of your newly created folders and see 
and you'll see that it is actually empty. Head over to your computer and grab a file or folder and drop it into that empty space. And there you would have your first document uploaded into Google Drive. How to use Google Docs. Now that you have created folders to store all the amazing documents that you will be creating, let's dive in. As you will, you are still inside your Google account. Click one on that new button again. This time you'll choose the option to create a Google Doc or a Google Sheet. The good news is that you don't have to start from scratch because there's also the option to import an existing document. When you click on Google Docs, you'll be brought to a screen that looks like the one I've included in the show notes. Step two, name and write. Give your document a name and proceed with creating the entire document. Write as much as you want and you can format it later and you don't have to do it all in the same time. You can create, you know, do it step by step, create some today, some tomorrow, some next week, you know, as you need it. If you want to make it more appealing, you can also insert images by clipping the insert button at the top menu. You'll notice that as you type information into the document, Google automatically saves it for you. Step three, once you're happy with your creation, it is time to save it inside of a folder. So although it's saved as a document, it wouldn't necessarily be inside a folder, but it could be depending on how, where you are when you click the new button. You'll probably be wondering why. Well, <laughs> after creating about 10, 20, or even 100 documents, you come to realize that it will be difficult to easily find the documents that you've created. At the very top of your, in the menu section, you'll notice a little folder icon. That's just past the menu, just next to the name of the document. It's possible that you've probably already saved it inside of a folder, but when you click the folder icon, you'll see where your document is in relation to everything else in your Google Drive. So importing from Google Sheets is next. When it comes to creating a spreadsheet, sometimes it's easier to modify an existing sheet. So let's work on importing an existing sheet. If you're still inside the Google Doc you created earlier, then just click on the blue icon on the top left. You'll be brought to a screen that looks like the one I've included in the show notes. Click on the hamburger menu on the top left and you'll see the option to choose Google Sheets. After clicking on the Sheets, you'll notice that the Sheets home view actually looks very similar to the one for the ducks, except it has green elements to it. It might be empty, but don't panic. So step one, create a blank sheet. Click on the, the, the tile that has the word blank um, below it. It will bring you to an empty spreadsheet. Select File, then Import on the top left menu. This gives you the ability to import an existing file in the format of a CSV or an XLS or any kind of an, a spreadsheet file that you might have saved already on your hard, hard drive. After importing the sheet, you can work with it as a normal spreadsheet. Yes, it will be compatible with Excel or any of those other spreadsheet documents once it's saved in the correct format. XSLSX is also another version that you would see. Anything that's compatible with Excel, is it will work as well on Google Sheets. There are several ways to modify the imported sheet to make it look pretty. You can format the header to, to look the way you want. Um, you can um, change the font size, the type of font you use. You can um, change the size, the color. You can add highlighting in the background. If you head over to the show notes, you'll see what I've done with the actual 
first row of the spreadsheet, which is obviously the header. So team collaboration, as I mentioned previously, one of the key benefits of using Google Docs is that you can collaborate with a team. Simply click on the big share button on the top right and you decide the level of access that um, you can give your team members. You can specify who will get access or you can create a generic link with a view only access and share it with everyone. If you need people to comment on it, you can adjust it. As you would see in the screenshot, you can set it for each person to comment, to view only, or to even edit the entire document as needed. But you will be the admin of this particular document since it's be sitting on your hard drive. Other people can also create a copy of your document if you want them to do that as well. Be sure to save your lovely creation in a folder so that you can find it later. Okay, up next, we're looking at creating forms. One of my favorite Google apps is Google Forms. I love it because it can help you save time when you need to do polls, surveys, or even create application, job application forms. So let's create a new form. If you're still in Google Sheets, click on the green icon on the top left. You'll be brought to the Google Sheets home view. Simply click on the hamburger menu on the top left and select Google Forms from the list. Your screen should look like the one I've included in the show notes. Did you notice that Google has a ton of templates that you can choose for your new project? They've got things like RSVP forms, party invite forms, t-shirt sign-up forms, event registration, and so on. Step two, questions for your job application. So one of the most popular ways that I have seen small businesses use Google Forms is to create job applications. While this may sound scary at first, it is so, it's so easy to create from scratch. First, write down the top five or 15 to 15 questions that you would like to ask people who would be interested in hiring or you would be interested in hiring for, your, for the job. Things like their name, email address, favorite applications they like to use, experience as a whatever it is you're hiring for, what their personality scores is on either the Colbert score or the personality, 16 personality score, etc. cetera, um, how they would like to, to react when, um, you know, when they're unhappy with a particular project or when something goes wrong, what they did in the past to overcome those particular situations, which country they live in or what time zone they live in, the total hours they're available each week, the preferred hourly rate and the years of experience. You know, stuff like that, you know, the normal stuff that you would like to ask them. Step three, once you have all the questions listed and, you know, on a piece of paper somewhere, it's time to create a job application. You can click on the blank form and you'll see a view that looks like the one I've included in the show notes. Remember to head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP197 to get access to the show notes. You can decide to take a tour if you want but it'll, I'll show you everything that you need to create your, your job application form. So step four, this is going to sound absolutely hilarious, but I've seen many situations where hiring managers or people who are hiring, uh, clients who are hiring, who forget to include the email address. You're probably wondering why that would be important. Well, it's important, otherwise you will not be able to contact the people who apply for the job. If you don't ask them for their email uh, for their email address or even a, a physical address, I mean, I don't know who would, or even their phone number, how are you going to contact them when they, when, after they've completed the form? Make sure you give the form a name. Proceed to add the sections for name and email address. Now, you're probably wondering how to add the email address. 
If you look at the top left corner of your screen, you'll see a cogwheel. Click on that and you'll see a pop-up that looks like the one I've included in the show notes. And you'll see a little checkbox called collect emails. You click on that and automatically it would allow you to um, collect emails from your potential um, people that you're going to hire. Choose the short answer option on the left-hand side and enter the word full name and make up this box required for the full name of the person who is applying for the job. Um, step five, add all the other questions. So questions like if it is you have um, options where they can check multiple, multiple choice or multiple select, you can use the what we call the checkboxes option. Or if it is that they need to choose one or the other, for example, what time zone they are in, you can use um, what we call the radio um, options for them to choose from. Like, like for example, a drop drop down boy box or multiple choice box option. The question, for example, that I have in my in listed in the show notes is called favorite tools. And that one I use checkboxes for that one. When you are happy with the questions, click the send button on the top left and choose URL option. You will see like I've left in the show notes. Then you would be able to shorten that URL and then use that URL then or link to um, put it in somewhere like, for example, a Facebook group indicating that you're hiring for a particular position. Right. So Google Google Drive versus Google Docs, a short side-by-side -side comparison. If all of that information was too much for you, you can have a, head over to the show notes and I've created a table comparing Google Drive versus Google Docs, all the features on the left-hand side, and you will then be able to compare Google Docs versus Google, Google um, Drive in a very short format. As you will see, Google Drive and Google Docs have so much to offer any small business. They are different. One is a storage option and one is the ability to create an actual document or uh, yeah, document or presentation or a spreadsheet that you can actually store on the drive. All you need to do is think outside of the computer box about all the endless possibilities that you can make using Google Drive on Google Docs. So now we have 13 apps that will integrate with Google Drive and Docs. One of the keys to getting more done in less time is to integrate your favorite applications with Google Drive. To help you with this, I've created a big list of 13 applications that have connections with Google. Asana is an up at number one. A great tool for project management allows you to access all of your documents, files, and photos right inside their platform. Integrating with Google Drive or Docs will save you time and energy and mental energy. Coggle is up next at number two. If you are like me and you need to see a visual representation of a project that you're working on, in order to get your head around it, you'll be familiar with Coggle. Coggle is a tool used to create mind maps and flowcharts that works really well for collaborating on projects. SurveyMonkey is in at number three. In order to take your survey process to the next level, you may want to consider SurveyMonkey. Why? Well, what's unique about it is that it, you can use it to help source an audience to conduct market research, but for a fee, they will actually charge you for it. Again, I've left a screenshot in the show notes. You can head over to success on scramble.com forward slash EP197 to see this. GIMP Online is up at number four. Small businesses are aware of the fact that they need to create images more than ever in order to get attention of their audience. GIMP is a popular image editing tool used by small businesses to create show-stopping images. 
An integration with GIMP will save you time in uploading and downloading your images. At number five, we've got Be Funky. On the topic of images, if you ever needed to display any information online in the form of an image, but wanted to blur out some of the details on that image, then Be Funky is a tool that you need. I use it all the time to show real-time or even real statistics, results, and examples, and blowing out the extra details that need to be private. Miro is at number six. While Coggle is a great mind mapping tool, if you need help mapping out, say, for example, a funnel from start to finish, then Miro is a tool that you need. It connects with Google Drive to help you save time in the long run because once you submit to the drive, you can upload and download it from there. At number seven, we've got Canva. Do you enjoy using Canva? If yes, then you'll be happy to hear that it also integrates with Google Drive to help you store your creations really quickly. If you haven't heard of Canva before, I've left a link in the show notes. You can go on, head over to that link and see what Canva is all about. Dropbox is at number eight. And one of the key ways to extend your existing storage and collaboration is by integrating your Google Docs with Dropbox. This can help you keep additional copies of your work on different platforms for people from who are external to your business. So say, for example, you don't want to give people access to your Google Drive ex who are external to the organization, but you want to give them access to the stuff that's on the drive, then you can upload that stuff to uh, Dropbox and give them a link from there so they get access only to the stuff that you want them to get access to. Number nine, we've got Slack. If you've ever... Ever Have you ever used Slack to communicate or collaborate with your team or community? If not, then you love what Slack has to offer. What I love about Slack is that you can integrate almost any application on the planet with it, and you can search right within Slack for any sort of files, documents, or attachments that you need to share with someone in your Slack channel. At number 10, we've got uh, Trello. Small businesses who use Trello to manage their projects can integrate with Google Drive to quickly and easily store and retrieve documents and files. After being acquired by Atlassian, many of the features have changed on Trello. So for example, you can use, you can get Google Drive can be added to your board using a power-up feature. Hello Sign is in at number 11. The world of business is quickly becoming 80 to 90% digital. That dream of the paperless office is finally being forced upon us because of you know what's happening in the world today. It means that all contracts and agreements can be completed online without the need for physical paper or printing a printed out hard copy of it. Thanks to HelloSign integration, you can simply send over those important documents for signatory within just a few clicks. At number 12, we've got Evernote. As a voracious note taker, you may have noticed that Evernote can run out of space pretty, pretty quickly. Thanks to the integration with Google Drive, you can now get additional storage space and even convert your notes into full-blown documents. At number 13, we've got ClickUp, one app to replace them all. ClickUp is one of the newest project management apps on the block with the ability to do almost everything. Although it has similar features to Asana and Trello, it has gone the extra mile, giving small business owners additional functionality like mind maps, forms, docs, and many other things like even chats. An integration with Google Drive will allow you to manage all of your projects from within the application without the need to switch between apps. As a small business, finding creative ways to get things done efficiently is always a challenge. 
Many years ago, the cost of starting a small business was quite pricey. However, it is a lot easier to get started as a digital business since you don't have to pay to create office documents. You can quickly create all the resources you need and even start hiring your first contractor using Google Docs. If you don't enjoy the hiring process, you can outsource this particular process to someone like me, a digital business manager who looks after all of your team and system and project requirements. Did you find this Google Drive and Google Docs comparison useful? What has been your experience using Google Docs and Google Drives? Please head over to the show notes and leave your comments there, letting me know what you think of this comparison. If this is your first time listening to the Success Unscrambled podcast, you're very welcome to listen to it again. Please subscribe to it once you get a chance and leave a five-star rating for us on iTunes, Spotify, Detail, any of your favorite podcast players. A key ingredient to getting more from your business is doing more with less resources. Platforms like Google allow you to do this efficiently with docs, spreadsheets, forms, drawings, as well as their seamless integrations with a ton of apps. I started this podcast back in 2017 because I had a burden on my heart to reduce women illiteracy globally. Because this is a huge undertaking, I've decided to have 1,000 women over the next 10 years to become wildly successful in their online business through simplified marketing strategies. That way we can build a strong business network of women who can donate 1% of their profit and together we can help reduce women illiteracy worldwide. Would you like to be part of that movement? Shoot me an email using alvern at successunscramble.com. That's it for today. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.